Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. So I was trying to think, what should, I was just praying a lot this morning, what should I talk about today, you know, tonight for Christmas Eve, because there's just so many beautiful things from Christmas, and and kind of hit me between the eyes, God's peace in an increasingly crazy world. Anybody relate to that? God's peace in an increasingly crazy world. The news is dominated by wars and unrest. Political groups, especially two groups, have completely divided the country. Riots can and do break out at any time. There's also a terrorist group that's trying to overthrow the government. And in this dark day, the faithful are intensely hoping for Christ to come. But it's not the place and time you're thinking. It's not the time and place you're thinking. I'm talking about Jerusalem in the year zero. What I just described is Jerusalem in the year zero, 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 zero. Two thousand years later, nothing has changed, has it? except we're waiting for the second coming of the Christ now instead of the first coming. And God's solution hasn't changed either. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for the worship, for the, the beauty of Christmas, and, and just the joy that fills our heart when we gather to remember the birth of your Son. We pray for your mercy and grace now as we look at your word that it would touch our hearts in a very special way. In Jesus' name, amen. What was God's solution 2,000 years ago? A baby. A baby. In Luke 2, 8 to 14, he says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to men on whom his favor rests. A baby that will bring us peace. And not just any baby, but a very, very special baby. In Isaiah 9, it talks about this baby, the prophecy 700 years before Christ. The prophecy, Isaiah 9, we'll start with verse 1. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Then down at verse 6 it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Wonderful counselor, the, the, the Hebrew there for wonderful means miraculous wonder. It's beyond human comprehension. And that's what his birth, 
His life, his death, his resurrection, that's, a, a, that's what they all were. They were miraculous, every, every part of his life. Not only will he be a, a miraculous wonder, but it says he'll be called Mighty God. In Hebrew, it's El Gabor. And whenever you see El in the Bible referring to a person, it always 100% of the time refers to God. So a baby is born, and yet he's called God. It's God in the flesh. How is this possible? Because he's the son of God. God's one and only son. And he's also going to be called everlasting father. And Jesus said in John 10.30, he says, I and the father are one. Once again, his divinity stress. And then finally, prince of peace. Prince of peace. Jesus came to give us peace in a crazy world, in an increasingly crazy world. God, Jesus came to give us peace. That's why he came. He first of all came to give us peace with his father. In Romans 5, 8, it says this. In Romans 5, 8 to 10, listen to what he says. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies... We were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? We were once God's enemies. We were his enemies. We had all turned against God. The entire planet was at war with him. The whole human race was God's enemy. That's where we were. But God had a solution in verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's God's solution. God's love sent his son to die for us while we were still his enemies. While we still hated God. While we were still opposed to him completely. He sent his son to die for us. It's incredible, isn't it? That his enemies, he sent his son, and, and we, we were almost like a race of spiritual zombies. You know, we, just, we're, we hated God, and yet he gave his blood, his own son's blood, to cure us, to change us, to transform us, to pay for our sin, and, and, and to give us a new life. That his blood gave us this new life, this cure, if we will accept the cure, if we will accept his son. Have you made peace with God? Romans 10, 9, and 10 tells us how we can have peace with God. It says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Have you made peace with God? Have we accepted his cure? So Jesus came to bring us peace with God, but he also came, once we have peace with God, he also came to give us daily peace. After we put our faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy, God's Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We become a new person in Christ, and now we can have peace no matter what we're going through. In John 16, 33, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Notice something. Jesus didn't promise us, his disciples, or us, a peaceful life. He isn't promising us that. If you're living here, you're probably going through some kind of battle. If you're breathing on this planet Earth, you're going through some kind of battle, right? Far from it. But what he, he warned us that we're going to have trouble. But he told them that they could have peace. He's telling us the same thing. We can have peace no matter what. 
We could still have peace no matter what we're facing in our life. We can still have peace. He says, may. What's the key? In me you may have peace. It's possible, but it really comes down to how close we stay to Jesus Christ. How close we, we are in communion with him. How close we depend on him. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7 it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It does, it's, it's beyond human comprehension that when we take our struggles and we take our battles and we take our doubts, we take our fears, we take the trial that we're in and we go to God with that and we, we just lay it before him and ask for his mercy and grace, it's something supernatural happens. We have a peace that passes all understanding. Do you have that peace today? Are you walking with Christ? Are, are, we, are we taking that time with him through that prayer that it's talking about in Philippians there? Are we in the word? Are we worshiping? Oh, boy, isn't it amazing when we worship like that? It just something supernatural happens. Are we in that fellowship? Are we obeying him? Are we obeying Christ? That's the key for, for peace is obedience. Are we seeking his purpose for our life? His purpose for our life. Focusing on touching others with the love of Jesus Christ. Is that, is that our focus? A lot of times Christmas is kind of like a microcosm of a life that's disconnected from Christ. I'm, I'm sure nobody here can relate to this, but imagine waking up on Christmas morning and everybody gets up and everybody's excited and they open the presents and we eat and we play with toys and we watch TV and we play video games and that's the end. How, you ever have a Christmas like that? Don't raise your hand. What do you, how do you feel at the end? Blah. Right? It's just a big blah. It's empty. Unless you get a lot of presents. Oh, no, okay, okay. <laughs> it's empty, isn't it? But, but I, hope, I hope our Christmas day and every day has a time to connect with Jesus. I know it's a busy, crazy day. But my point is, our life and every day, we need that time to connect and, and, and just be alone with Jesus and, and just to, to, to talk with him and walk with him and, and just, just let, listen to him. We need that time. And that's, that's what makes all the difference that gives us our purpose and our peace. No matter what we're facing, no matter what happens in our day, we can still have that peace. Are we experiencing that peace? It's promised to each one of us, the supernatural peace, no matter what you are facing. You might be facing something that nobody else here even knows about. People will come to me sometimes and say, this is what I'm going through. It's a crazy battle they're going through. Crazy trial. Nobody else even knows it except maybe me now. You may be there today, and yet you can still, every one of us can still have that peace. Are we experiencing that peace, that promise of peace, that supernatural peace? Are we seeking and experiencing God's purpose for our life daily? Do you have that peace? Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you ever made peace with God and given your life to God? John 3.16. I end with this a lot. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
Have you ever believed in Jesus Christ? Have you ever put your faith in him and given your life to him? Do you have that peace? Someone sent me a, gave me a Christmas card from the church. I'm not going to say who it is, but she's really excited. She's a brand new Christian, and her name starts with B. But anyway, that's as far as I'm going. But, uh, but she gave me a Christmas card, and it just really hit me. Brand new Christian. This is what she said. This is a very special Christmas for me. I want to thank you and your church for my new life in Christ. I never felt so at peace. Merry Christmas. Brand new peace, a brand new life. Anyone can have that. It's a prayer away. It's giving our life to Jesus Christ and committing our life to him. Let's pray. As we go to this time of prayer, I want to ask, do you have that peace? Have you made peace with God through his son Jesus Christ? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Have you ever made peace with God? You can do that right now. This could be a very, very special Christmas for you. Christmas Eve 2015, the the moment, the exact time that you gave your life to Jesus Christ. And made peace with God. You don't need a a religious person. You don't need a ritual. It's a prayer from your heart. God will hear it. Just say, God, I want to make peace with you. And I want the peace that Jesus gives. I put my faith in Jesus, your son, your one and only son. I put my faith in him. I'm going to believe in him. I put my faith in him, my trust in him. I'm asking you to forgive my sin because of my faith in Jesus, who died on the cross for me, who rose again from the dead for me. Forgive me, I'm putting my faith in Jesus. I'm going to follow him now with my life. If you've prayed that prayer of faith, something amazing has happened inside of you that you will never be the same again. Because God's spirit, the spirit of Jesus, is actually in you. And you'll never be able to think the same thoughts and, and the, do the same actions. And you're just going to be completely transformed as, as God fills you and as you spend time with Jesus in his word, in the Bible. I want to encourage you, if you've prayed that prayer, if you've given your life to Christ, that you let somebody know. Maybe you came with a family member or a friend, tell them, or tell me on the way out, or send me a text, or email, or let, let somebody know so we can be excited for you and encourage you. For those of us who have already put our faith in Christ, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Do you have peace? What's blocking our peace? It's a promise that we have from Jesus. I've told you these things so in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. We can, we may have that peace. 
What's blocking us? Maybe it's the fellowship with Jesus. Maybe it's time with him. Maybe it's fellowship with other Christians in, in, in church and just getting that support and encouragement we need. Maybe it's time in the word. Maybe there's some area of, of disobedience. Maybe there's some purpose in our life that we aren't following God's leading on and we need to follow him on that. And today we surrender that. We make our life a present to Jesus. Just as God gave his son a present to us, we make our lives a present to him. Father, it's only getting crazier in this world. But the one thing that never changes is the promise of the peace of Jesus Christ. The power that we have. Your purpose for our life. I pray that this Christmas would be a reminder. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.